and welcome to the Jim Burns Day podcast. We're going to talk a load of shit now. Right, what have you been up to? Jim's been off on his gallivants. Yeah, yes, true. yes. So Jim's been off in uh, Scotland. Yeah. Pretending to be Scottish, for those who don't know, he's actually Welsh, Italian, and not... <laughs> and he's actually factually correct. Not Scottish in like any way, he, shape or form. Like the, way you said, the way you said Italian was really accusatory. <laughs> how, how dare you, firstly? Right, this is... See, as I was saying earlier, you are a bad person. Dave is going to go off and watch cricket, apparently. So that's Wimbledon, fine, yeah. and cricket. Wimbledon, that is too Tory. Wimbledon's well more Tory than cricket. Of course it is, but cricket is just so fucking wank that it's, it's actually more Tory because it's, it's both bad and British. It's so English <laughs> as well. It's, it's, it's unbelievably English, is cricket. Yeah, it's, it's just a shit baseball. Like, at baseball, they oh, have I mean, the t-shirt it is guns. baseball. You don't get hot dogs at the cricket, do you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, you might these days. Uh, I mean, that could change my opinion on this. <laughs> what do you get at football matches? Is it still fucking bovril and pies in there? Nah, now it's like super overpriced everything, really. Is it like falafel wraps and shit? Yeah, it's all that crap. Oh, uh, really, is it? Yeah. Other, well, I went to... I mean, is, is this only if you go to the football in Brighton? Well, we only go in the boxes at Old Trafford, don't yeah, we? You don't know. It's I mean, prawn sandwich brigade. That is... What, what, what you get that's in, actually true. What do you get in Liverpool? Headbutts, <laughs> five quid. A steak pie and a fucking smack in the ball. This is unbelievable. Oh, nice. Unbelievable stereotyping. Unbelievable. Chips and cheese and a fucking do. Now, sausage, chips, mushy peas, <laughs> bit of gravy. Oh, yeah. that, that is classic. Yeah, I went to watch uh, May United in the FA Cup semi final mm. and at half time I went to buy a pint mm-hmm. and uh, some of the other United pint fans. Of what? Caviar. Yeah. <laughs> and well, some of the other United fans were in a state of advanced refreshment. And I was waiting to pay, and there was a problem with the machine. Yeah. And they thought I was the problem because I was the one standing in front of them. And the guy behind the counter was like, No, it's not his card, it's the machine. And all I heard was, Fuck off, mate! And I turned around with my beer after it finally arrived. Because obviously you only have 15 minutes, you don't mm-hmm. miss the match. And these guys were incandescent with both rage and booze. I thought I was going to be killed right there. My fellow May Night fans, they were like, fuck off, get the fuck out of it. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> this is what football should be about. Hating people. I don't it's know why they don't have those little people with the backpacks on. I'm not, not like, you know, little Ghostbusters. People. Yeah. <laughs> that go around with the booze on the back where you pull the pints really quickly. It would speak, the cues would go. I mean, the violence would probably go up. Yeah. But, you know, it swings and roundabouts. Exponentially. Man United fans, are in it? I mean, that's the thing with people from Surrey. They're all so entitled. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, absolutely. I tell you what I did do this week, actually, on, on a sporting note, is I played a Zorb football which is oh. fucking brilliant. I mean, it's not great on a mad hangover whilst you're on a stag do, but it is. That's the only way wicked. anyone's played yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, it's horrible. I did yeah. it, and it was just horrible. Like getting into the thing. It's actually really claustrophobic. Yeah, it's hot. And it like, it's, if it's a hot day. But then you realise you can smash shit out of your mates and take a cane in, and it doesn't actually hurt. Yeah, it's, well, I mean, I enjoy it's it. It's like all the best parts of rugby, but without the pain. <laughs> so, anyway, listen, Jim, you went to Scotland. Mm-hmm. You Italian. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, how was it? It was good. Yeah, I just went up to visit the kids. Bought them a PlayStation. Yeah. Bought them a PlayStation. And then my 10-year-old was just like, um, but uh, I want to play Sonic Generations. Can you sort the, the 360 out for me as well? I just bought your fucking PlayStation. Unbelievable. Unbelievable time. I just bought your PS4. So, yeah, but I want to play Sonic. There is, there is a source of constant shame that I've managed to raise a Sonic fan. Yeah, but, that is uh, bad. And I also live with a very prominent one. So Yeah. Um, it's a Sonic fan who always wears a loud shirt well um, that, both true both true my middle child is obsessed with fucking Minecraft as all sort of seven year old children are it's because Minecraft's absolutely brilliant uh, yeah but what I like I like the, the, the my youngest 
doesn't give a shit about video games. She's four, she's four years old. Never expressed any interest in them. Uh, she messes about with the um, with the Switch sometimes or the DS or whatever. Just fucking because she likes poking stuff, touch screens and things. But generally, she's just like, no, nah, I'm not bothered by that. So she just runs around in her pants instead. She'll know? be the most successful. She will be. Yeah. Well, what have I been up to? Just sitting around, you know, playing video games, mm-hmm. playing a lot of Pez. What video games have you been playing? Yeah, have you played anything that isn't Pez? Um, there's I mean, you did one. say games, uh, plural. You need to play more and Just different versions of Pez. Yeah. I, Japanese PS2 versions of Pez, just going through them. I mean, I do have every single one. You do? So, yeah, I mean, I, do, I have no time to play other video games. <laughs> it's just Pez. It's just, I only it's have Pez time to play 13 hours of Pez a day. <laughs> okay, and that's where... Uh, have you ever played a football game, Jim? Um, uh, we did a video a long time ago where was it you or people Brat? liked that, didn't they? Somebody but and I, I was teaching was you, you how to you play. You were teaching pace. me how to play pez. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, so it was like never played pez before. I don't even know what football is, and you you're teaching me how to play. But I still maintain the best football games, Rocket League. That's that is fun. Rocket League is a good game. Rocket League is one of the few games that I'll change my position on. Yeah, it's now better. But when I reviewed it. It wasn't, you know, as good. Oh, they've so, added loads of shit since you reviewed yeah. it, though, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, it was always there. Like, it was really addictive. You could tell. Did you play the original PS3 one? No, I didn't. It was called... Had a stupid name. It was called uh, Super Powered Acrobatic Fucking Rope Cunt Cars or something. Yeah. I don't know. That, yeah, it was probably... Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Powered Battle Cars is what it was called. So it was atrocious. Just the, the, the worst title of all time. But one of the things in it was this football game. They took that, the football game, took that core and then turned it into Rocket League and made, and gave it a name that's snappy. And it's like, it goes to show though, isn't it? I mean, that was a shit game, but it's like, there was a really, really good game hidden in there somewhere. They just had to... Yeah. Well, that happens yeah, quite a lot. movies and games and everything, yeah. doesn't it? You look yeah. at LA Takedown, mm-hmm. you know, which became Heat. Yeah. And uh, that it, that has all the same parts mainly, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't have Pacino or De Niro or the budget. And yeah, like the original Hitman isn't very good. Like everything's kind there, but stealth system's a bit broken. Yeah. Save system's totally shit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the levels are a big pile of wank. Hitman 2016 is one of the best games I've ever fucking played. So, yeah. and Hitman 2 was that improvement mm-hmm. when you're like, wow. I mean, it's like the complete opposite of Metal Gear Solid to Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Metal yeah. Gear Solid 2 being supposedly a parody of terrible sequels yeah by just being one <laughs> yeah what a load of... that's like when uh... it wasn't pitched that way was it uh, there's a, retrospectively there's, there's, there's a yeah a lot of people of... some of it, it like it is about the nature well it's about many things most of it shite but the nature of sequelization is one of them and playing as the hero versus other expectations remember when we watched the, all the cutscenes in your house for about three hours MGS3 yeah we've been on the fucking smash came back and I was like shit you need to watch this because on the subsistence disc I think it's called Exper- uh, Existence maybe disc 3 you just you need to watch it as a movie Metal Gear Solid 3 is so much better than Metal Gear Solid 2 that anyone who holds the inverse opinion of that is obviously a raging dickhead. <laughs> That's just obvious. I don't know if it emerged recently, but um, I, I read about it recently because people were talking about it. There's a document where, when they're pitching Metal Gear Solid 2, Kojima wanted to call it Metal Gear Solid 3. Yes, it's true. To confuse people about, like, well, where, where was the second one? Yeah. Just gone full Monty Python there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know, obviously, anything about what he was actually like during the development, above and beyond the final hours 
or maybe Saw 2 and everything that I've read. And I've met Kojima and he seems to be a very pleasant man. But I would say that once you get to a level of success, people stop saying no. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, ah, I've made a load of shit here. <laughs> like George and the Wachowskis you and anyone else. surround yourself with people you trust. Which exactly. Which is why gradually I'll squeeze you two out. Unbelievable. Find, so CV's in. Unbelievable. Here's the thing. The reason why this works is because the amount of aggression shown by everyone to everyone else is, mm-hmm. is unfucking believable It's just brilliant. It's how it should be. Like, we often talk about the minutes, which would be mostly <laughs> profanities. <laughs> so there's no seeding resentment that exists because every minute of every day we're just shouting at exactly, each other. Exactly, exactly. I called, uh, called, called Jim many names <clears throat> this morning. You know, you, you, it loses its power if you just call each other the C words every five oh, minutes. Oh, no, you got, you, yeah, you've got you to yeah. mix it up as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, so... We've not, you know, we've not done anything that's interesting. I've been playing video games. Oh, no. Right? Oh, Listen, oh, I've yeah. got video games to talk about. Okay. Video games to talk about. Go. Get this. You know that Pyre game everyone's talking about? Uh-huh. Right? Pyre shit. Yeah, I bought it last night. Right? <laughs> no, I don't know. Not played it. I bought it last night. Got to the title screen. Went to bed. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that is the thing with modern games, isn't it? You, you play two hours before the actual game starts with kind of oh, title no, no, no. scenes and no, all no, that No, no, no. This was literally like I got past two publisher logos and went, you know what? I want to go to bed now. That yeah. Was it. it was on the screen for about 30 seconds. So I'll uh, I'll tell everyone what I thought of Power Pyre in the next episode. Yeah. Uh, well, you have been playing uh, The Last Guardian. Though, Last Jim. Guardian, uh, which I missed when it came out. But obviously, big fan of Shadow of the Colossus, so I really mm-hmm. wanted to play Last Guardian. And it's wonderful. I, f- I loved every second. And uh, when, when it came out, there's lots of people who complained about... I don't want to like, focus on the negativity, but there was a lot of people who complained about... It, 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 it seems to be divided 50-50 between people who just, un- just loved it and then people who couldn't get on with it because of the camera and because of the controls. And I kind of feel that I don't understand what the issue with the camera and the controls is. And I, I don't want to sound like a, a, a Dark Souls wank, but it does kind of feel like... <laughs> it does kind of feel like if you had a problem with those things, maybe you're just shite at it because there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. And, like, you know, people had trouble getting the... You know, your, your big dog thing, Trico. Yeah. So it's about this big animal is your companion through this sort of... Uh, so through these ruins and, uh, you know, every room's a puzzle kind of thing. And it's it's it's, it's brilliant. Um, it's discounted at the minute as well. Isn't yeah, it? it's fifteen ninety nine, I think, on PSN. So I might treat yeah. myself to that. Then, I reckon, Jim. And if it's rubbish, I'm going to invoice you. Do you know what? I, I was I was saying to Dave a couple of weeks back, I was urging Dave to get it because I think you would love it because you love The Last of Us, best game ever made. Which is quote that for Steve Burns. The Last of Us is fucking a brilliant out. fucking game. Fucking right? hell! But it's uh, so it has the camp. It has it's oddly similar. Completely dissimilar, but oddly also quite similar to that. Okay. Overrated. Ooh, edge, edge. Imagine, imagine. Don't make me imagine stuff. Imagine The Last of Us was remade as a Studio Ghibli film, and instead of like, instead of some dude and a wee girl, it was about a wee boy and a big dog. <laughs> That's see, a fucking brilliant pitch. Right? You see, I'm they should going to do it. They should just printed that <laughs> white text on a black background, <laughs> and then the last guy. I don't know if I would have bought that. No box art, none of that shit. Uh, yeah. So, Dave, fire, yes, fire a question into me. Go on. Go. On. Okay. Well, well, you're, you're talking about that incredible game there being uh, overrated, which it uh, definitely isn't. But we've yes. got a question here from Saran, which is critically acclaimed film that you think is rubbish. Now, do we mean actually critically acclaimed or stuff that people just like? Because well, the, the question is critically acclaimed, but let's let's broaden it out. So, Jurassic Park is the most obvious one. 
Oh, that's bollocks. It's not bollocks. Jurassic Park, A, doesn't have an ending. Mm-hmm. It's got a fucking ending. What are you on about? Oh, oh, the fucking... The, the it's team, got a very definitive The ending. T-Rex walks in. <laughs> it, no one notices the fucking massive say, reptile. I was going to say, the ending to that film is literally like, and then the T-Rex walked in. Yeah. And that's it, Finn. Yeah, it's <laughs> like... And then it has a mega fight, and then they escape the island, and we know, don't mess with nature, and we revisit that yeah, in Westworld. Yeah, I don't um, know. I don't really... I just don't really like it. <laughs> I'm so like, there's, there's, there's really good stuff in it. Down, it? Yeah, I just like, not a fan I just of don't it. like it. My favourite bit of that is is Newman in in the film. Gary, uh, you know Newman from Seinfeld. Oh yeah, his fucking name is Thingy. Uh, the guy who plays the the, the the guy with the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, yeah. So there's that whole thing where you know he's got the. He's he's selling off the genetic material for the dinosaur. He's, he's secreting it away to to yeah. sell on the black market. That's where my sequel kicks in with that say, when they go back it, to get it, that. It's totally setting up a sequel. That bit. yeah, that nobody, everyone's ignored, and they've got to make shit sequels yeah. somewhere else. Give it to me. It will be people going back to the island to get that and make it. There yeah, but go. isn't isn't it like covered with a sludge? And yeah. So you never find it. I mean, the car's an indicator. And his rotting corpse. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So you're like, oh, there's a car here. <laughs> Excavate the entire bollocks. It's probably ruined. No. Yeah, but I mean, if if if, you, if, you, no, if I told no. you to dig around like a no, ten meter no. square area and you no. could become a trillionaire, you'd be like, nah, mate, too no, much. Actually, no, it is... lands on the ground and it's raining, so it gets washed off. It's fine. That's literally not what happens. It literally is. But it gets listen, covered in mud. Listen, I've not but... watched it for about ten years, but yeah. that's definitely what happens. I think you're, uh, I think you're confusing this. Listen, anyway, that bit totally sets up a sequel that never happens because yeah. instead we get, I don't know. Yeah, the sequels are rubbish. T Rex lost. I in like New the York third one. Whatever. I think the third one's the best one. Which is the Shut one with the talking dinosaur? Is that the third <laughs> that's one? That's the third one. Yeah. <laughs> and do you, uh, Alan. No, not Giovanni Ribisi, the other one, Alessandro yeah. Nivola. Yeah, um, there's a lot I've of... not seen the Chris Pratt one. No. I've not seen Jurassic World yet, no. 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 I think it's just going to be mildly entertaining, but not very good. Yeah, I don't I think Hook's a bag of shit as well, and so does Steven Spielberg, allegedly. <laughs> so, um, I mean, to be honest, I haven't seen Hook for a long time. Hook wasn't critically acclaimed, that. The Dark Knight. Oh yeah, you is, hate The Dark Knight. I don't hate it, I just don't think it's that good. It's not as good as Batman Begins, A. It's nowhere near as good as Batman 89. The dark, but you the think dark, the third no. one's better, which is fucking crazy. That, that may be one of my many tactics. Um, <laughs> the Dark Knight, though, entirely rare, and uh, I hope people don't take this the wrong way, but it entirely rests on Heath Ledger's performance. That entire film is Heath Ledger. Are you about to do the if Batman wasn't No, in absolutely. It? No, I want to make sure people know I'm not saying that. Right. I don't think it's like people only like it because he died. That not saying that at all, but I think the, the film really works because of him. Um, it is overlong but it is a, I think it's a very good film I do I, prefer Batman Begins though but the third one is when, definitely when, the worst when you think back to like the set pieces and stuff and you know it builds up to that fucking sonar vision at the end that's a load of shit the fucking boat stuff at the end oh, that's the, a load oh, of yeah, shit the stunts are incredible blowing up the hospital is absolutely stunning oh come the on the flipping of the truck is awesome I mean blowing up a hospital look uh, the Tories do that every fucking day, man. Nothing... <laughs> yes, they do. But... I mean, nothing's, nothing's spectacular <laughs> yeah. about that, but, mate. I mean, it, like, it's a difficult one, but I, I find a lot of Nolan's films just bore me. They're getting less I interesting. Dis- They're getting I mean, less interesting. I, I do prefer Memento. That's his type of filmmaker that I, I love. But um, but I, he's one of the most interesting filmmakers on the planet. The films, the parts, are, they, they're good individually. 
I think Inception, for example, there are moments of Inception that I love, absolutely love, like the hallway stuff. Uh, the tailor yeah, of Inception is really? uh, is incredible, and the is it the pinwheel in the safe at the end is a bit melodramatic, but I really like it. Right, the rest of it can fuck off. <laughs> that shite Call of Duty level at the end, mm-hmm. it's like everyone's like, oh, we'll get Nolan to do Bond. It's like he's tried action before. He's not a very good action director. Although I haven't no, seen Dunkirk. I disagree. This the set pieces in the Dark Knight piss. Mm-hmm. That what, fucking bit where he's on the, the truck. Oh, that's the fucking stunt coordinator. He's not behind it with the hydraulics, is he? He's yeah, going. Well, that, well, yeah, no director ever is behind it with the hydraulics. They don't let directors yeah. anywhere near that. Exactly. Shit. That's, that's why Kubrick was the best. Yeah. What are you talking about Spielberg does all of it. He's a dinosaur. He's in a suit. Um, I don't know. What would you say, Jim? You've got James Cameron does his own hydraulics. He fucking definitely does. He does his own CGI and everything. He's in there with a fucking MacBook. Well, he came from effects work. Yeah. To begin with, didn't oh, I? I never so. know that. Which, which, is, which is mad because, like, <laughs> when usually, you look at Avatar. <laughs> like, usually when direct when a director comes from an effects background, they're fucking terrible. Mm. Like the guy who made Starship Troopers three. Well, that's not true. Gar- the guy Gareth who did the visual effects on the Edwards first came from uh, from that as well. Yeah, but he's shite, isn't he? Did monsters? And... He's fucking days, mate. Uh, <laughs> so I was talking with uh, a guy on his head, Carl Anker, mm. yesterday about uh, Terminator 2 mm-hmm. and as I said before fuck here we go there's another fucking Steve Burns opinion <laughs> the older Terminator you two. get the older I get I should say yeah. the less interesting Terminator 2 becomes that's bollocks the original Terminator yeah. which you may have seen yeah. is so much better it's so much better that's bollocks like, Terminator 1 oh my goodness yeah I don't like, I, lo- I love Terminator 2 for what it is, mm-hmm. but I just don't think it's anywhere near as good as, mm. as the, original. Look, the original Terminator 1 and Alien 1 so are better up. The Terminator really? 2 and Alien 2. Right. Listen, I've got, anyway, I've got a picture of a movie, okay? And if, mm-hmm. this, if this gets stolen, yeah. right, I will sue. Okay, I'll sue the fucking back out, all right? Mm-hmm. Here we go. So, you know, there's a, a remake coming out of a you know TV show called mm-hmm. It, right? Mm-hmm. And you know that it's in two parts, the original, mm-hmm. uh, the original filmed adaptation. Well, basically, I'm going to do a sequel to that where they go back. So you know the Losers Club, whatever they're called, they go back as adults. Yeah. Well, I'm going to make a sequel to that, yeah? Mm-hmm. And it's about a bunch of Marines, yeah? <laughs> Who go to the town, is it Derry? They go to the town mm-hmm. to fight or capture, depending on who's being nefarious, it, right? But when they get there, they find out that there isn't just one it. There's thousands. And do you know what it's going to be called? It's. Yeah, in. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. Just imagine it in your brain. You just hear the beep. <laughs> There's a clown coming. <laughs> the clowns are coming out of the walls and shit. I'd watch that movie. It's like my sequel to The Shining, which is all the same. It's just aliens. You know, they, <laughs> Shelley Duvall leads a team of Marines. The Shining. <laughs> the Shinings. To the, but Dave, you must have a few and opinions. Those eyes wide shuts. <laughs> Tom Cruise leads just like 40 Tom Cruise is shagging 40 Nicole Kidman I mean that sounds like a good film a team of marines fucking shooting them in the head <laughs> I tell you what if Kubrick had lived beyond Eyes Wide Shut I reckon he probably would have come up with that by now uh, Dave what's your before I start laughing at my own jokes again my own terrible mine jokes mine is Far and Away Crash which won best picture best screenplay best editing and it is well shit uh, I thought you were going to say Far and Away then. Just the movie Far just Away. Movie. Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Gibble. <laughs> oh, no. It's just cliche. You're thinking of the other one. I'm thinking of... Um... 
you know, he's a frozen man and then he gets unfrozen. And he Demolition plays. man. No, <laughs> the Mel Gibson one. California man? No. And that is definitely That's not Brendan Mel Fraser. Yeah. You know, the, the Mel Gibson, he's a, he's a World oh, War Apocalypto. II soldier. <laughs> oh, Braveheart. What's it called? He's a world, He's a soldier. Oh, he's, Hacksaw Ridge. He's a World War II soldier man and yeah. he gets frozen and then he gets woken up in the 90s and he plays Super Nintendo with a bunch of kids and then he, and then he gets old again. Oh, Mario Brothers. Did this movie happen? This movie happened! Oh, it's uh, Ransom. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to look this up. What was it called? He gets frozen. Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson gets frozen. He's a man who is frozen and then he gets thawed out in the 90s <laughs> and there's a bit where he plays Mario Kart with some kids and it, or it might be F-Zero and then like the ageing process hasn't been completely halted forever so, young so he, forever young that's the one forever young oh yeah and then he ages like 40 years in you three know weeks what? i've not seen that movie yeah oh it's, it's crap yeah <laughs> it's you not critically acclaimed though, is what? It? i will fucking watch how the fuck did you arrive at that film? i don't know i don't know how we came so dave did we see crash together or were you uh, were you we fanning about abroad uh at that time um so I saw it in the cinema actually because it had such positive buzz. So did I. And I it was just, it yeah, I just felt it was. I mean, it's hearts in the right place, but it's like a, it's like if that program was made for like ten-year-olds, where it just smacks you around the head of mm. isn't racism bad? Yeah. Don't be horrible to people. Then fair enough. But it's aimed at kind of a nuanced like adult audience. Mm. No one goes like, oh, I hate X. Oh, actually, one of them fixed my boiler. Now I'm not a racist. The uh, it's just Matt Dillon's character towards the end. Oh, it's just it's all of them. They're all fucking shite. Uh, I liked the uh, the stuff with the is it the shopkeeper who gets the gun and he thinks that he shot his door. But a lot of it is very melodramatic. But I, again, like I think it is it is trying to say something. I mean, yeah, there's obviously just... racial tensions and certainly in mm. America so many that need addressing. But I just I just don't think. That with a sledgehammer like that. Yeah, is... retrospectively, it's been absolutely pumped. Has it? Yeah, I think so. And it's like didn't, it was didn't Chicago adored. win Best Picture? Yeah, it did. That's and everyone went as well. What the fuck are you doing? De- Slumdog Millionaire, a, a good film, not a Best Picture. The Departed as well. Uh, yeah, same for The Departed. Not Scorsese's best. Good movie, by though. A mile. Good movie, but what was that? Danny uh, Birdman Bell as well. I really liked that, but I didn't think that was the best Which picture. One? Birdman. I really like that. But I like all those films that. that the acclaimed there, but, I, but Crash is the one that's critically acclaimed that I think is rubbish. If you want a better film about subtle racism that I saw recently, is Get Out, which is fucking brilliant. Yeah, like I've absolutely. I've got as far to say a modern classic already. Bang! There you go. Right, I next think, question now. No, I haven't answered it yet. Hold on, you just said fucking Forever Young. No, that wasn't an answer. <laughs> That wasn't critically acclaimed. That was Pan. Pan's Labyrinth. I was I was just going to say, and 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 I'm about it all the time. Um, but from from mine, this one is uh, Winter Soldier because you, you've approached critically acclaimed from a very interesting angle. Critically yeah. acclaimed in that certainly like, it's 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 generally regarded as like one of the best, if not the best. Uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe film, and I I can't sit through it. I find it fucking tedious, and I don't know I don't I don't know why everyone loves it. I'm bored, and then I just want to watch Guardians instead, or I want to watch like something that's got fucking Tony Stark quipping, or you know, or I want to watch fucking Spider Man because it's fun. And the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's got this melodramatic kind of streak, mm. but it's mostly just stupid and fun. And mm. that film is not fun. That film's a fucking slog, and I'm just like, 
Nah, nah. Yeah, I'll tell you what's a load of shit and what's a slog and people love it. Dogstar Man. Load of fucking bollocks. What? Yeah, yeah so that's one. Slow, that's one for the film school lads. That is, yeah. It's a load of shit. It's a man fucking climbing up a mountain for two hundred hours. I tell you what, from the indie front, Boondock Saints. People love that. That film is awful. The documentary about awful. it is fifty the, times yeah, better. The documentary overnight. is infinitely better. Isn't Billy Conley in it? Is yeah, it? yeah. I've it's, tried to watch it three times and still haven't managed to finish it because it's shit. Yeah, I watched it and I just thought this is a load of old bollocks. Basically, what's in the fucking? Watch IMDb? the documentary though. That is Dave, brilliant. What's in the IMDb top ten? I bet there's a load of shit 10 in there. Best film. Oh no, all the films will be good, but it'll just be Lord rip- of the Rings two and three. Terrible. You're not going to hear that. such film as Lord of the Rings two. Or- oh, it's backfired on him, hasn't it? I don't yeah, think so, yeah, man. We've exactly. got him. I don't give a shit. Exactly. As long as you don't call it one. You can call it two or three. That's allowed. No, no, because your your entire thing you can't say Lord of the Rings one. Because, no, you can't. Don't say that because no such film yeah. exists. Well, there's no film called Lord of the Rings 2. Hold there's on. There's no film called Lord, Lord of the Rings 3. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Two is in the title. <laughs> okay. Remember when Remember when there was a campaign to get them to change the title after 9-11? <laughs> oh, yeah. Fine. In one. Actually, ooh, let's, go, let's ooh, go from 10, actually. Ooh, ooh, 10. Okay. Yeah. Fight Club. Overrated, but Great, good. Brilliant film. Definitely not in the top 10 of all time. And I think people get the wrong message from I don't it. know if any of these films are actually... Oh, actually, yeah, maybe two of them. Uh, in number nine, the good and bad of the ugly. Good, maybe not. Top Again, 10. won't put it in the top ten. In eight, <laughs> in eight, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King. That's the Lord of the Rings, three. which is yeah. at least an hour too long. That film is shit. The film, it's uh, beyond be fair, shit. Th- it also won the Oscar for most endings and emotional pictures. <laughs> it won yes, the it did, Oscar yeah. for best picture. Fuck oh, but he won it. For the other three, I mean, it was a brilliant undertaking to do all three, but there's no way that's in the top hundred films of all time. In seven, Pulp Fiction, a great film again. Great again, we we'll put it in the top ten. I, I get this is the I, feeling that a I, bunch of sixteen-year-olds. Yeah, ones, I don't know, but I feel like Pulp Fiction kind of—it's not like it doesn't deserve its spot there. I oh no, it deserves to be up there. It's I a brilliant film, but I wouldn't put it in the top ten. And it's quite—it's such a fucking. I mean, if you're talking about stuff that's re, that's an iconic film. Yeah, yeah. Is Tokyo fucking story in there? I bet it's not. Is it fuck? In six, Schindler's List. You can't really argue with that. That is a brilliant film. You can't film. argue with that. Carry on. In five, 12 Angry Men. Yeah. Well, you know. I, I mean, it is a great film. I can justify a top 10 for 12 Angry Men. In four, unquestionably <laughs> the best, The Dark Knight. <laughs> fuck it out. How the fuck is that because about 12 a, Angry Men? Because it's a populist thing, fuck isn't it? Fuck off. Well, these next three, uh, you know, should, should be up and around. In three, The Godfather Part 2. Yep. In two, The Godfather. One. Oh, Shawshank at one. And Shawshank at one. Fuck right off. Really, the only. Mm, I think so Godfather and Godfather Part Two are the only ones. The Shawshank would... Redemption is the greatest film ever made. <laughs> yeah, it I is mean, a brilliant film. I, I like Shawshank Redemption. I'm not. I, I don't feel like I need to watch it once a day. Oh god, this this is just like a Steve Burns piss list. You're gonna lose your it shit. Really In eleven, Fellowship of the Rings. <laughs> 12, Forrest Gump. That, that, where, I mean, you actually told the waiter at Bubba Gump basically to fuck off when he no, asked I did you. No, not. That makes me sound like one of those guys that's a dickhead to... No, so, you were a dickhead. No. He, he asked me if I liked it and I gave an honest answer. I said I hate yeah, the movie. You should have played along. I'm not playing so, along with some fucking guy. No. So he was so Bubba Gump, You are, you are now sounding like one of those dickheads. That was the joke, Jim. Listen, he listen. asked and answered. What should I have said? Oh, I love Forrest Gump. Exactly, I didn't fucking stand no, up. You should have said was, his fucking gob. What you should have said was. <laughs> I wouldn't have done that. Listen, That's bad. 
Listen, I've not seen it for a while. I can't really remember it. I just oh, like, I've not seen Forrest Gump. I just Gump. like clam chowder. That's what you should have said. Chowder. What do you hate about Forrest Gump? It's deliberately so, but I can't stand the fucking schmaltz. It's yeah, a bit. I mean, that's why it gets sacred. away with it for me because it is. It knows what it's doing. It does, and it, I just think it's. This is actually quite good for this one. It's just overrated, and I'm just a bit tired of hearing this shite about Forrest Gump being amazing. And it's like it's it's good at what it does, and it's quite inventive. Uh, some of the effects work is great, and but everything it tries, it's just a bit. Oh, you know, everything is at odds. I think tonally. So oh, I, I'm in the event like this, this Walter Mitty sort of thing. I'm the inventor mm. of the phrase "shit happens" and Vietnam and Apple computer and all this other shit. Uh, you know, I met Lyndon Johnson or whoever, and it's like, oh, just man. I get it. I just don't think it's as good as everyone says. Tom Hanks is amazing, though. I love, I, lo- Tom I, love I love Tom Hanks' performance and what I love about it. My dad pointed this out to me way back when it came out, and I was like quite young. He was like, "This film is basically about the American dream, and the American dream is that even if somebody who is thick as fuck can fail upwards, right?" <laughs> Uh, is that <laughs> okay <laughs> that, was, that was my dad's take a on close it, right? reading of the American dream then... <laughs> <You can>... right <laughs> okay even even someone who's thick as fuck can be a billionaire right and then fast I mean, forward fast forward to well, yeah. isn't it? and that's it Donald Trump's life and eventual election as the president of the of the, of the country is the plot of Forrest Gump, but like a dark... No, but Forrest goes to Vietnam. It's, it's a dark mirror. Well, exactly, that's what I'm saying. It's a dark mirror of it. It's like Forrest Gump went to Vietnam. Trump dodged the draft. It's basically Forrest Gump, but just like the, the sort of the evil twin. Okay, I wanted to write something about this now. Right, <laughs> next question. That's the 20-minute film break. And I, I, would not have, uh, I would not have stabbed the server. That was just a joke. So in summary, Crash, um, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, I'd say. Jim, what was it again? Oh, you went Winter for Soldier. Winter Soldier. There's a second part of this, which is uh, also thoughts on David Lynch films. They are all excellent except for Dune. Dune. Yeah. You've Dune. I can never say that word. So Dune. Well, I said that. Then I keep thinking I'm saying the month. Yeah. It's a D. Not oh, fucking hell. Um, Dune. I've not Dune. seen Dune. Yeah, it's rubbish. Dune. I love David Lynch. I love that book. I love Kyle McLaughlin. Terrible, terrible film. Yeah, that often happens. It's, it's, a, it's a shit film with good bits, though, isn't it? Yeah, like all of Chris and I's movies that yeah. were made after Memento. No, yeah. Prestige. You always get so you you always get at least one wank. It was like, have you seen the uh, the two thousand sci fi miniseries Dune? It's actually closer to the book and it's a lot better. <laughs> yeah, I do want to watch that though. Well, I people who think that the are they making a new one? I don't know, but that that two thousand miniseries is fucking shit. It's about the Shining miniseries, and Susan Sarandon's oh, in it. And it's I like Susan Sarandon. Oh, actually, Firewalk with me is not very good either. Isn't that a load of bollocks? I hear. I've not seen it. Yeah, the, the film is... Richie Morgan likes it. The t- obviously, Twin Peaks is brilliant. I haven't seen the third um, one yet, though. Right. I'm watching the other ones. Number 13, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I mean, I it mean, depends on your definition of best as well. I don't, I don't... Is like, it important or is it just favourite? I love Forrest Gump, but the idea that... What was the question? I wasn't paying attention. No, we were going back to the IMDb IMDb list. And Forrest Gump is one space above Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) I mean, I love Forrest Gump, but that's bollocks. You can't trust anyone, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's some, like, classics buried in here, like Seven Samurai. City of God. City of God is a brilliant film. Yeah, but it's at number 21. It's below fucking Inception. Wait, you're arguing it should be higher? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, it is of on this it on be. this list. I mean, that might make. I don't know what that would make for me. Inception twenty. Fuck off. Right. That fucking Inception pattern is like, ah, oh, it's good because it leaves it ambiguous at the end. Fuck. That's, that doesn't make something good. Although the, 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 fucking, the start of the fucking First World War was ambiguous. It doesn't make it good. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Right, next question on that note. My goodness, Jim. You can't, be, you can't say that. All right, this is, this is from Liam at Back in the Crowd. If you could make a biopic, who would it be about? Me. And who would be in it? It'd be me. It's me. Is it biopic or biopic? A biopic. Because biopic sounds like a brand of yogurt. Yeah. Biopic? Biopic? I've always said it biopic. Well, I, I mean, that's right. Well, biographical picture, right? So... Has there ever been an autobiographical picture? Has anyone ever made a movie uh, about... Well, nah, I suppose... I mean, obviously... Curb you... Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, actually. Because you've got to ask the question, like, how much are you romanticising or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Subject. I've read Steve Burns' screenplay for his autobiopic. Yeah. And it's just like every scene starts with a very well-dressed man with a nice watch walks down the street. He's furious. <laughs> He's constantly furious. <laughs> you know, it's like Crank. The only thing keeping him alive is just pure anger. Yeah. Uh, what do you say, Dave? I've got a really left-wing answer to this. No, here we go. It's Jeremy just... Corbyn. Yeah. Uh, now, Brian Blessed. Because oh, he's be like good. a really interesting person. He's obviously okay. tra- trained at the Bristol Old Vic. And his acting career, Flash Gordon, all that shite. But he's also like tried to climb Everest three times without oxygen. He's been in a plane crash in the jungle at some point. He's done space training. I was the oldest man to go to the North Magnetic Pole. Like he's just a fucking mad character. Yeah, he sounds. And I think he'd be an interesting person to do one on. That would be good. And what I do is I just feed up Jim and get him to play it. I think Matt Berry should play Brian (laughs) Blessed. Yeah, I mean, in a, in a, because especially because he's got the voice and the beard, he, he could do Blessed's voice. He's he's got a similarly shaped face, mm. and when you look at photos of young Brian Blessed as well, they look really similar. I reckon I reckon Matt Berry was born to play. A Brian You're doing Brian yourself out of work here, Jim. I'm not. I, I'm not. I don't like anything like Brian Blessed. Besides which, I'm not even as fit as Brian Blessed. <laughs> yeah. I'm not as fit as Brian Blessed. Let's now. send you up Everest without oxygen and see if you can beat him. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't be able to. I, I went to a panel with Brian Blessed once, and it was at one of these fucking sci-fi conventions. It was in. It was in a Pontins in Prostatin. It was awful. Anyway. <laughs> So Brian Blessed told this. He, he just—he's one of these guys. He's just—he's such an old, wonderful man who, who's, who's led a life filled with fucking stories and anecdotes. So he just gets on stage and talks a lot of shit about stuff he's done. Like he talks about like. Does he want to come on this podcast? <laughs> but I don't remember. I don't really remember the story. But I just remember this moment where he was talking about a woman who he got into an argument with on a film set. And he described her, he's like, you're a big woman, tits like a rhinoceros. <laughs> what? What, is, what is going on here? There's something about phrase, that phrase that's fucking it's stuck really with me. Fucking I've actually met Brian Blessed. Of course you uh, have, Dave. Oh, Where yeah. was it? Of course uh, you have. No, we was... chased down the M25 after. Oh, <laughs> Celebrity stars in their eyes when he was doing Pavarotti. Oh my God. <laughs> Good, I mean, David, David, David. Of all the places and all the things. Uh, Yeah, I'd make one about... hmm, Who would it be about? No one's as interesting as you, Jim. It would be about you. It would be about your stupid fucking life. Listen. Like in Star Trek and that. Listen, actually, my origin story and rise to fucking infamy... Is actually pretty fucking interesting, actually. Yeah, and when I fucking Born rescued in a you, whales fishing basically, 
I am your Roger Sterling. Yeah? Without you only exist out here because of me. That is a fact. That's not even true. That is a fact. That's not true. That is a fact. All I was doing was working out which fucking button to press on the buzzer when you came fucking sauntering up. Yeah. Well, there you go. So I literally got you in the door. (laughs) (laughs) Right, next question. Okay, this is from Louis Proctor. Who is the best actor turned director? Silence. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck over Clint Eastwood, for example. I, I think Ben Affleck. No, I see. Hold Clint, on. No. Fucking what? No, because Clint Eastwood was a shite actor. I mean, that, well, that's ridiculous. That is the biggest load of shit anyone's talked. But and these I two can actual, hear myself talking on this. A lot of the answers we looked were looked into were like fringe actors before they became like. So Woody Allen technically did acting, yeah. but he has always been a director. Orson Welles. Orson Welles as well. Um, but I mean, he's in the film that he directs. Like he's. I suppose he came from the theatre, but yeah, exactly. Like Kenneth Branagh. There you go. I do like I do like Big Ken. Mm-hmm. But I think I think Clint Eastwood and yeah, it's got ben to Affleck be Clint, a good man. a good shout. It's got to be. Come yeah, on, yeah, it's got to be Clint. But he's he's a mad cunt, though, isn't he? As well, is he? Big mad right wing we, cunt. Well, um, yeah. I'm, I mean, I mean, he definitely is a, a well. Actually, no, because uh, according to something that I read, you know, I think it's true. Uh, a lot of his positions are quite liberal uh, on like stuff like guns and, and other stuff but yeah he is I think maybe Clint Eastwood is a Republican in the sense of like you know he likes America and you know he'd like it to be a certain way uh, but he also I'm not saying anything about that all I'm saying is that he holds certain positions that you would not expect a Republican to have mm-hmm. but we're talking about body of work as well or individual films because jo- George Clooney Good Night and Good Look is a film I love yeah Clooney's a good director Basically, you should never watch a film directed by a famous actor and think this is just all for show. But you know, it's just mm-hmm. oh, he just a, it's a vanity project. Like uh, I mean, Mel Gibson, he's directed some good movies. That's a fact. Yeah, Braveheart. Haven't seen Apocalypto. Hacksaw Ridge is heavy, going with just yeah all of his iconography of religion and the, the war scenes are brilliant in it. Some of the best I've ever seen, actually. What, yeah. In, I think the best I've ever seen, in fact, in terms of what bullets would actually do to a human body. Oh, yeah. I hear, I've not seen it, but I hear it's just very... shredding through meat. But then it's heavily, heavily layered with nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, he is a cunt, though, isn't he? Um... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, everyone's getting it from Jim Trinker today. <laughs> uh... What about Jonathan Frakes? Who's Jonathan Frakes? Right. Oh, come on, mate. Riker. Oh, Riker. I, I reckon I could do an amazing Riker cosplay. Yeah, I, I think, think you could, could actually. Yeah. You really could, actually. And, we, and that would really piss everyone off. Like, probably season two, Riker. <gasps> we should go to a Star Trek convention where you do an amazing thing, uh, amazing cosplay, and everyone would be like, oh, wow! And you'd be like, yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, who have you come as? I don't know. That, who is this guy? <laughs> People would be like, what's your favourite episode of Next Gen? And you'd never be like, seen it. I don't know, I've never seen it because it's a lot of fucking Yeah, shit. <laughs> I've seen that gif where he steps over the chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like... I only watch fucking Mob Wives and Vanderpump Rules. Hey, listen, Vanderpump Rules is fucking brilliant. Good restaurant as well. Yeah, is there's a good restaurant. Right. Actually, it is a good. I restaurant. did like Pump. I had a spag ball there. You actually did, did and actually the steak at, at Pump yeah. is fucking great. It's I, fantastic. I had, uh... Listen, Lisa, if you listen to this, get us in there. Come on, again. <laughs> we got all excited when we were in there because there was like there was a bit of a commotion at the back of the restaurant. And people taking like photos and stuff. And, not of us, and, we and should whipping. clarify. Not, not of us. 
but uh, on the other side of the restaurant from us, and we got excited because we were just like, "Is is she here?" Yeah, and she. Wasn't. I actually no. wouldn't know if I fell over. But yeah. it's a lovely restaurant. You're a terrible person. Burns would have been fucking ecstatic. Oh, I'd have been shrieking. Burns would have been like up there with a fucking asking her to sign his fucking watch or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> can you sign my Rolex? Can you, can you sign my samurai sword? Um, hold on, what was the question again? We were talking about actors who become directors. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that's how we got onto the. I suppose it was Gene Kelly, but he kind of shared the that ultimate. With I mean, I think the reverse is Stanley quite Donner. interesting as well. Directors who became directors actors. who became actors actors because I think the ultimate example of a great director who became an actor is uh, Vince McMahon. Yes, mm. absolutely. Except instead of a film, he was directing a TV show slash company. Or yeah. Quentin Tarantino with his dreadful Australian accent. Django Unchained. Django Unchained. Yeah, which is a really, really brilliant. This structured film, and then they go off for twenty minutes on some weird sojourn into the desert. Where they meet an Australian. Fucking out, Sir Sean. What the fuck is this shit? It's from fucking Wimbledon cricket, boy. Cricket. I, I tell you what, mate. I'm gonna call your dad. When your dad's finished. gonna be fucking. He'll be down himself. here in a second to take you back up north, mate. <laughs> fucking bollocks. You should be working down to pit. Yeah, people say that I'm fucking bad. You <laughs> is. Apparently, his dad sounds like Tom Baker. <laughs> <laughs> Famous St. Ellen's of Tom Baker. <laughs> He's from Liverpool, Tom Baker. Yeah. You see? Yeah. While we're on uh, Doctor Who's. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctors Who, probably actually. Uh, the uh, the best is Sylvester McCoy. I believe that one hundred percent. And uh, you can find me about it. I mean, he was the best dressed. He was definitely the best actor. I think John Pertwee was the best dressed. Olivia Coleman, who will be the next one? She is brilliant. She'll be she is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of winding people up. Yeah. No. Uh, I was in uh, the pub the other day, yeah. and uh, one of my friends went. And he had his phone out and he's pointing at it and uh, he went, is that, is that him? And I was like, is who him? He went, shh, like, okay. And I turn around, he's like, don't, don't, do it slowly. I'm like, fuck it, you're making it a bo- you know, more obvious now. And so I turn around and I was like, shit, it's F. Murray Abraham. There he is right there. He's got sunglasses on. He's got his cap pulled all the way down. And uh, my friend recognised him because of his nose. And a woman came up to him and she just said, oh, you know, I love your work. And he was very polite. And she, afterwards she was like, oh, and, you know, thank you for being so polite. And uh, he was like, no worries. And then he uh, smashed in the rest of his pint and left. <laughs> 77 years old, he was like, nah, no more of this. But yeah, I was like, shit, he's won the Best Actor Oscar. He's won the Best Actor Oscar. I'm like, can I touch you? But he'd run <laughs> off at that point. He obviously knew that I was going to turn around and be like, yeah. Amadeus is great. Like, I didn't watch Homeland either. He so. recognised. Uh, he, he knew. He was like. It's probably when my friend was going. He's there. He's right behind he's you. He's he got, he got yeah, the sunglasses yeah. on and the hat pulled down. Um, and then next... he was on Twitter giving it. Uh, just fucking avoided Jonathan Freaks in a pub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the next question, Dave? What's your opinion on films that people They're try bad. to justify as great our respect for the subject matter? Uh, that's, and that's from Coral Queen. Um, so E.G. War, War films. War films is this a thinly veiled Dunkirk? Dunkirk. I guess tweet. it is. I mean, Dunkirk has already stormed right into the top 250 on IMDb, but I don't think it's fair to talk about it as none of us have seen it yet. I'm going to go see it this week. I saw the trailer. I saw the trailer. That was enough for me. It looked like yeah. a Christopher Nolan films. I'm not watching that. Yeah. Uh, so the thing about war films, I think, uh, is a really interesting to talk about. You know how a lot of films say that actually we're criticising something. Mm-hmm. 
but really they don't. They glorify it with their mm-hmm. iconography, with the way it's directed. With the, there's been a, especially in video gaming, there's been a few instances where, um, say, Metal Gear Solid Five, for example, mm-hmm. where uh, it's, people are saying no, it's not sexist, but it's it's the portrayal of the characters by the camera mm-hmm. as well as what they're saying and doing. So how they're presented, how they're framed, etc. And I think a lot of war movies, they, the the World War Two ones, a lot of people consider that you know the last good war, the last really morally properly justifiable one, even well, it's, though... It's kind of the only one that isn't... I mean, it's, it's still murky, but it's nowhere near as murky as... Yeah, it's a lot more clear First cut. World War. Or... Yeah. Um, but I think that the Kubrick angle is is really... The Kubrick angle, fucking hell. It's really interesting where he wanted to... It was Aryan Papers, the Holocaust movie, and he struggled with it for years and years and years because how do you make it without you know, without inadvertently saying something about it or without framing it in a certain way. And he just couldn't do it. And so he just decided that he just couldn't do it and just left it, basically. Um, and But that was on that was in his mind for decades. And I think that sort, that sort of question is, is really interesting about war movies and about video games that portray war. You always get developers who are going, oh, we want it to be about the heroism of war. What you actually get is war, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That fucking Medal of Honor game, the first one, the sorry, the reboot, mm-hmm. where it's uh, it goes, yeah, I did, I did interviews with the developers, wrote loads about it. And it's like, oh yeah, these guys are tier one operators. This is authentic. This is exactly how it is. You start the game, shoot someone in the head, a massive headshot indicator comes up, and it's like you don't need that indicator, but I think there's an achievement tied to it. So, mm-hmm. but of course, you know, as we know, all tier one operators in Afghanistan have uh, got achievements that they need to get for their game score. And it's just, you end up glorifying it, especially in video games. Yeah, I thought Battlefield 1, the opening of that, was really great. Where you take over someone, then you die, and there's no, like, you yeah. don't respawn. Some of it is... Don't you move on to someone else in the field. And actually, the, the rate at which you continue, like, oh, for fuck's sake, you're in charge of someone for 30 seconds before mm. you get dead Yeah, is very accurate of how... <laughs> yeah. Well, Anthony just... Lane's... How casually life was thrown yeah. away. Yeah, I mean, like you know, in, in, famously in World War One, people who died possessed the guy next to them, and uh... they all respawned at the last checkpoint. <laughs> um, yeah, the. I mean, that's that's. I mean, that's the that's the inherent absurdity of video games, though, isn't it? That, I mean, yeah, I mean, there is. Yeah, a, I mean, you have to. I mean, a level the alternative is you don't make it. So, yeah. but you have to somehow. What What I would like to see is a, is a is a World War One video game or uh, I mean one of the best bits in uh, the old Battle of Honor games was when you stormed Normandy Beach and it was fucking impossible and yeah, eventually it was bad brilliant it was bad eventually you figure out how to but you know like you spend like an hour just getting fucking shot every time you get off the boat and like that I mean that was pretty fantastic and it was uh, video games are good at sort of um, they can be good at really getting across the brutality of war and the kind of yeah. the inevitability of war. I would like to see a big fucking budget uh, war game when you're in when you're in the trenches or something and like you know five minutes into the game you get sent over the top and you just get shot and that's it that's the whole yeah game. that's it that's the it. game just delete just deletes De- it deletes itself and then like there is 30 hours of content if you can get past that bit yeah but but you only get one shot. Yeah, yeah. Kojima did want to do that with. Uh, <laughs> of course, he did. But um, yeah, with uh, Anthony Lane. Can you imagine the, the journalist, games journalist. Oh, that'd be dicks. <laughs> but speaking of Normandy, uh, Lane's review in the New Yorker for mm-hmm. of Saving Private Ryan. He was like, the opening, and I don't mean the 
uh, the kind of prologue, well, not really, it's, you know, the bookends. I don't like them really at all, uh, where um, Ryan goes to the grave and, you know, I mean, I could take it at the start, spoiler, but I don't really like the, the end. Um, mm-hmm. But then you have that incredible Normandy Beach uh, scene. And Lane was made the point where it's like, the movie, when it becomes more structured, mm-hmm. becomes a much, much lesser piece of work. He said, there's no real way around it. He said, but I, he said, I would have liked the rest of the movie to just be like that. No dialogue above, beyond the battlefield instructions. No, we've got to go here and do that. Just constant battle scenes. Just the weird... And the end is kind of like that. The the chaos, the, the ridiculousness. But, uh, yeah, he was like, after that's done... The, the rest of it's just a war movie. Mm. A lot of writing about Dunkirk seems to have lent that it's similar to that, though, in terms of just continuing. I'm going to go see that now. Yeah, I yeah, I and I don't know. There's something uh, there's something very bad about the well, bad, but I find it a bit schmaltzy. Tell me I've been a good man. Tell me I've lived a good life. I don't think you need that at the end of Saving Private Ryan. I mm-hmm. think it's it's fairly applicable of the you know the, the sacrifices that Miller and his uh, his company make what to get him out of there. He cuts to his family and they go no. Um, no I won't like actually that. repeat what was said, but uh, I watched it recently with some <laughs> some people, some friends, <laughs> and one of them made a a joke, which wasn't like inappropriate or anything. It was just funny. But now the movie's ruined <laughs> because I can only think of him saying that joke after. <laughs> also, while we're talking about movies that are overrated, I watched Good Will Hunting again recently. Okay, mm-hmm. Good Will Hunting is just a really boring version of Mercury the, is Rising. This shit on Matt Damon hour. I, love, I fucking love Matt Damon. No, you don't. I fucking love you Matt Damon. You told me just the other week you thought he was a massive tosser. I did not. Firstly. You fucking did. No, I did. That is a lie. And I've you were fucking WhatsApp messages. Were you you were fucking, not in the country. Listen, see that Matt Damon. I would so. never say that about Matt Damon. Boston's I finest. Know, it was Ben Affleck you were saying it about. So. No, I love oh, Ben Affleck. They're not the same person. <laughs> I love Ben Affleck. And I also think, I mean, you know, I think that him is, I think he's great as Batman. Because he is Bruce Wayne. I mean, yeah. He's just a moneyed, middle-aged, good-looking dude. He's pissed off all the time. That is <laughs> Bruce Wayne. We've all seen the uh, the memes of uh, Ben Affleck smoking through the pains of oh existence, my, right? It is so, so good. The one where he drops the coffees is my favourite shot of anyone ever. It should be in a museum. He gets out of the car, four mm-hmm. coffees or whatever, drops it, and then he's looking to the camera. It's like Kerry enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely bomb. perfect. Uh, but yeah, war films, anything that... When you try and get too sanctimonious or too worthy, that's where it all falls to pieces. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you kind of just want to show a snapshot of time and how yeah. fucking horrific it actually is. Yeah. Yeah, next question. Okay, it's a challenge rather than a question from Sean Cleaver. How do you? You have a $150 million budget. Arnie is your star, so you've, I mean, you've done well. That's the 75 um, million of the budget away then. Well, let's, <laughs> let's pretend that we paid him already. Amda McTiernan is in the chair. What's your elevator pitch? It'll be pumping iron through. Mm-hmm. Following Arnie... Basically, he goes around and he hands out money to people who have to try and out-pump him. There you go. So it's basically just an MTV show, but with the with the best budget you've ever seen. Amazing. I think I would maybe just take it in the direction that he's, he's pissed off that Trump has been slagging off his ratings for Celebrity Apprentice. And so it's like White House down, but it's but it's Arnie smashing the fuck okay. out of the White House. Uh, I, I like that. Definitely. So it's, it's Curb Your Enthusiasm, right? It's, a, it's, just, it's Arnie just kind of going around, getting annoyed at, like, coffee... <laughs> and it's just it's just that except it's shot on 35 mil and it just looks and it, it looks incredible fucking incredible and it's got an invisible alien and again like, all the fucking cameos like the rocks in it and they have an arm wrestle and like 
all that shit. So it's the McTeen and Arnie getting back together hour. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? I reckon a Curb-style show with Arnie could actually work because the guy is so, like, magnanimous. Like, you see him, he, like, chats to everyone. There's a, I think it's Vanity Fair, maybe? Rolling Stone? Cover feature from 1991. It's called Mr. Big Shot. And it's about Arnie just turning up places and seeing people and people losing their minds and him just chatting away. And I think, what's his name? The guy who wrote Apocalypse Now, uh, John Minnis, about him being out with Arnie and a, a bunch of bikers coming over and being like, it's Arnold. And like he's and one of them was like, can I have an arm wrestle? And Arnold's like, no, because I'll obviously beat you, blah, blah, blah. But he's so funny and charming about it. And one of them apparently says, oh, will you sleep with my wife? And he's like, well, no, because afterwards she'll then have to sleep with you again. And obviously that's not going to be good for her. And he's like, <laughs> fucking hell, Arnold. Like, how do you get into these situations? You know, because you're Arnie. One of my friends went to Hawaii on his honeymoon and came back and took a couple of days in LA and he said he could, at six in the morning after they landed just about to go to the hotel went on to Venice Beach to have a look around and Arnie biked past him and he was on the phone so not only did he see Arnie up close he literally went right past him he heard him speaking and he was like was that Arnold Schwarzenegger? On Venice Beach as well on I mean, Venice Beach on Venice Beach you've there haven't you? yeah so Arnie's just the most interesting man in the world basically read his book yeah I need to steal that from you it's great well, there we go. Right. What is, what's next? What's happening? What's happening? Robocop 2, Robocop. <laughs> was it a good sequel? Mm, right. It's not a great movie. But it has interesting elements to it, but it's the start of that decline where they kind of miss what it's actually about. However, I am in it, in my first starring role, as that like 10-year-old kid who loves suits and shooting people <laughs> and, and dies, dies on a pile of money. <laughs> Uh, I think it has interesting stuff in it. Some of the dialogue is fantastic. The, the line that closes it, where he's ratcheting off the helmet, and says, uh, "You know, we're only human." It's you know nice and sly and funny, but it's so action orientated, so over the top. That even more over, well, not over the top. It's just there's something not as knowing about its violence mm-hmm. than the first movie. You know, Kane gets his skull smashed out at the end and it's like you know all the violence in the original Robocop has a reason like the yeah. way he's killed you know shot at the start the way in which he's killed at the end uh, sorry uh, Bodica's killed at the end uh, the way everyone dies basically has a reason apart from all the drug guys just getting blown away but yeah Robocop 2 just felt just like a, an action movie with a bit of satire not the other around yeah I watched The Thing remake recently yeah which is actually pretty good if you dis if you take it you know I quite on like the fact it. that it isn't I mean it's not never going to be the original but no. again that kind of it wasn't so much about the paranoia it's like in sequels they take the wrong thing yeah they take the thing that that sold it rather than the message of the movie and I think Robocop two I mean Robocop three is is just unbelievable unwatchable shit Robocop three oh ninjas are in it now there's four films next to you what are they pull it out there because uh, I bought Robocop for our next director's uh, commentary. And, but I didn't actually buy Robocop. Oh, I it's bought. the TV show. Um, or the, no, the TV no, movies. No, it's four dreadful films. Uh, Prime Directives. Dark Justice. I actually watched that one when it came out. Meltdown. Resurrection. And Crash and Burn. <sighs> yeah, I, I just, mean... Just looking at your e-shelf there, I think we should do the next Not the Director's Commentary on the Goofy movie. <laughs> uh, or Home yeah. and Away, The Romancers. Yeah, I'd just like to clarify that. Oh, Neither of those things in my films. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Cracking film, that. Cracking yeah, film. that is brilliant. Uh, Gene Wilder acting like a massive tosser. 
Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Like Gene Welder playing you. How dare you? You've said a lot of bad things, and I think that I've uh, I've acquitted myself quite well on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to it back, it's like, he's, he's the worst person alive. He's the worst person alive. I'll have you know that IRL, I'm actually quite a nice person. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quite. Right, what's the last question? Pick a good one. So George Whitbread asks, did you think Baby Driver was style over substance? It starts off and it feels like it's going to be. Because it start when it starts off, it's similar to that music video that Edgar Wright directed, you know, with Noel Fielding in the car and they're doing the heist and puts on the music uh, to time them coming out to have to get away. Um, and, and it's just him sitting in the car, dancing away to himself, and there's loads of fucking camera movers around the car and him. And like, so, so the first bit of the film is essentially that music video. So it feels like a music video. And it's it's straight. It looks like it's beautifully shot. One, it, I mean, Edgar Wright's brilliant at motion and uh, capturing uh, footage. Essentially, it's fucking his, his footage is always wonderful. But yeah, so it, 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 my heart sank a little bit when the film started because I was like, "Is this gonna be? Is this gonna be it?" <laughs> but actually, um, no, because it, it fans out from that and it actually goes into why the character is the way he is. There's lots of I think it, it it's one of these films I think that would that would stand a couple of rewatches because there's lots of themes that are established in the first half of the film that are kind of touched on in the second half or mirrored essentially mm. and like lots of kind of things it's difficult to explain but like things are talked about in the first half of the film that then uh, as hypotheticals for example that then play out in the second half um in in kind of uh, in slightly twisted ways it's 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 a really really well put together film uh not just in terms of its uh, kind of the technical achievement of it and the editing and everything um but it's it's really well put together script wise the the narrative is a locks together nicely all these things click in forever young um, that was it no forever young. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no i th- i think uh, you know a lot of people there was a bit of a back a backlash uh to baby driver uh, about a week after it came out and people started saying actually it's not really that good it's not as good as everyone's saying and so i kind of i didn't know what to expect when i went into it but actually i think it's 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 edgar wright's best fucking film by miles it's really really good i think you do also have to give a bit of time kind of to look back retrospectively mm. i guess on films i know i said get out immediately was a, a classic and i do think that will stand up is the so, but is the kind of villain in it in get out the same guy who gets the ranger chokehold in scent of a woman because he plays a real odious guy. I think he was in the West Wing as well. What's that really? guy? He plays Josh in the West Wing. Yeah, he is an odious little bastard in his role. So I don't know. Scent of a woman. Yeah, the drill movie. <laughs> tell you what, Scent of a Woman is is the most schmaltzy. Like it could be Douglas Sirk. Oh, it just needs to cut the. He should third. blow his fucking brains out. I tell you, when your fucking movie about what's it called? Ah, oh, me before you. You know the one where the guy. Uh, the rich, handsome, successful guy becomes disabled, and Amelia Clark, I think, it's, has to care for him, and she starts making him like feel that he can live again because he tried to kill himself before. And then at the end, he just goes, "Fuck this! I'm off to Dignitas." Still, when your movie, your Albertina movie, it doesn't have an ending as brave as that, you know you fucked up. Yeah, but there are some scenes in it. The dinner scene is well, the amazing. Two thirds of it, are fucking. When brilliant. he's explaining. When the when the guy who plays I don't know his name is being a right dick and like winding him up, and then at the end when he says as he says to his brother he says 
um, I'm no fucking good. I never have been. It's like, yeah, and that's, and then you you have all the other shit. It's, you know, Chris O'Donnell's on it, so you can't take it that seriously. Yeah, because I feel the schmaltz ruins that one, whereas I'm more fine with Forrest Gump because that, that is what the film is. And it's the same with uh, escaping from a mental hospital and going on a boat for a jolly. What the hell are you talking about? The Darkness 2? Fucking Jack Nicholson. Oh, uh, Cuckoo's Nest. Cuckoo's Nest, yeah. I, I don't like the scene where they, where they escape to the boat for a bit. I'll tell you what, mate. You you are lucky. The director of that movie is not alive. He'll bat you. He'll bat you. Like Jack Nicholson. Part. Speaking of actors turned directors, just before we go, have you seen The Two Jakes? The Chinatown sequel? Yes. I've directed got that by on a DVD somewhere as well. It's by Jack Nicholson? Yeah, it's... It's not anywhere near as good. The script is it's not as good as his Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, you may know him as Drill. Uh, but yeah, I thought that for, as it's not the greatest movie in the world, some of the script really is amazing still because it's still town. But I mean, but the original is one yeah, of the best scripts ever d- written. Directing wise, I thought it was quite accomplished. Really, mm-hmm. I didn't. He did he direct a movie called One Eye Jacks before that? With Marlon Brando. No, that was Marlon Brando directed that. The Brando directed yeah. that one. There you go. Uh, yeah, I'm still devastated that we'll never get the proposed 1970s version of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas with Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando. Imagine I mean, the car scene. That's Imagine in the, the top car. 10 of all time. That, it would be in the top, like, utterly unwatchable, probably. I mean, you wouldn't be able to understand any of the dialogue. It'd just be like Bane's voice in the original version of The Dark Knight Rises, but from Brando they mean, making, mumbling. While making the film, they would actually be out of their fucking heads, wouldn't they? So. Well, I, re- I think it was in... Is in a, a book about film that I've got. I think the actual stated reason was it was the seventies and there was a lot of cocaine flying about. So everyone just kind of like forgot about it because suddenly, <laughs> suddenly it was eight years later. <laughs> like uh, we think we missed the boat on that one a little bit. But that is, we should probably do it in another podcast. Like lost movies. That would have, mm. I think. I mean, it may have crashed and burned, but I think it would have been incredible. lost movies. Fucking hell! Yeah, there's a lot. There's lots of stuff that that really came close to happening. Like. Fucking Indiana Jones doing. starring Tom oh, Tom Selleck. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, can, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, Tom Selleck is fucking great. But, um, but Harrison Ford. Is I don't think Harrison that would have spawned Ford. a trilogy, though. I think I think I think that that would you have been, under that would have, that would have if been they a made a sequel film. to the fucking film with the men and the babies. Mm-hmm. Then they definitely would have done a sequel with Tom. Tom Selleck was red hot in the eighties. Directed 80s. by Leonard Nimoy. There we go. Oh, Leonard yeah. Nimoy, oh, actors turned directors. Full, what, sir. He made, what he made, he made the, fir- the third best Star Trek film and the th- fourth best Star Trek film and Three Men and a Baby. There you so, go. So, you know, there you go. Three good, Men good, and a Baby. Good, that's, that's, that's a good fucking career. That's a good directing career. I am, I am, so, I am up. So, I think okay. he's up there. All right. Well, listen. He's up there with Michael Winner. Yeah. Listen, don't take anything that we've said here too seriously. And we will see you. We'll see you later. Also, get us followed. Jim Burns Day is everywhere. You know what to do. Anyway, thanks for listening. Bye 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 bye.